This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. We wish that on the Wednesday before the final regular season weekend of the NFL that we had some exciting things to talk about regarding our local teams. We don't. Zach Wilson ruled out. Um, I, I believe that once he left that game with the concussion, Donnie was not coming back. I'm not questioning whether or not the concussion still exists, but even if it didn't, I didn't think there was any way he was going to play. Um, you heard what Sala said yesterday on the show. If he's healthy, he'll play. It's such an inexact science. If you feel any kind of remnants, you shouldn't play, so I don't blame him for not playing, but I just felt that when he walked off the field, that could probably be it. But now the Jets have this conundrum. What do you do with the guy? He's $11 million on the cap next year. So even if you release him, I don't think there's anybody that's going to trade for him. If you release him, you got to get a backup quarterback. No. So you're going to put like $17 million into the backup quarterback spot behind Aaron Rodgers. No, he's, he's gone. He, 17 in a year? Yeah, because he, he's worth 11. So oh, what, oh, oh, whatever oh. you do with him, it's oh, eleven. It's, it's plus. You cannot, then, let's say yeah. you got Jacoby Brissett for seven million. There is yeah. no way you can go into next year with Zach Wilson as the backup quarterback because then you're you're duplicating what happened in twenty twenty three. But I could go into next year with him as the number three. But, I would. Why would I spend all that money on a third string quarterback? But you're spending it anyway. You're spending it. If you release him, you're spending it. I'm not releasing him. I'm going to trade him. Somebody will give me Ooh. something. Ooh. No, because he's a quarterback with talent. I'm sure there's a team they think they can fix him. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to get anything better than maybe a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. But you still but might have release to eat a lot nothing, of his money. I, 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 maybe, but I'm not going to have to pay him the full amount of money. There'll be a team out there. Look what they got for Sam Darnold. And then the, then the, the, the Panthers... Give him the fifth-year option, and he's now a backup quarterback in San Francisco. The Panthers didn't even play for the Panthers, really. He ended up hurting. They didn't do anything with him. Completely screwed that up. There'll be a team. He's got talent. There'll be a coach out there that thinks they can fix him. Now, how much are you going to have to eat? I don't know, but somebody will give you something, and you'll take anything if you're the Jets, oh. rather than have that kind of salary as your third-string quarterback. And I'm sorry, the way this NFL goes, your third-string quarterback one week can end up being your backup quarterback the next week, and then you're stuck in the same situation you were last year with Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback. They use four quarterbacks. Uh, uh, what, what do you call um Flacco's not going to play this week. Right. So Cleveland's going to use five quarterbacks. So why would I have him on my roster if I'm not prepared to play him? And I don't want him to play again if I'm the Jets. So no, somebody will give you something. He's guaranteed to make a um, 5.5 million in salary and bonuses, and that's the final year of his four-year, 35 million dollar contract. They have to pick up the fifth-year option in May. They won't do that. That's for sure. But I still don't know if he wouldn't be the number three guy. But do you know what I mean? Number yeah, three, then then something happens to Rodgers, and and now he's he he's in the mix. I I just don't want to go down that road again. How are, if you're a Jets fan right now, and and next year were to sort of like be similar to this year, like it somehow gets recreated. I've been at some breaking points as a Commanders fan. That that would take me to the brink of I don't think I could do this anymore. I mean, this year probably took some people to the brink of like we finally had something nice and we can't have anything. You know, the big rumor is the Commanders are going to trade for the number one pick with the Bears. Really? I, didn't, mm-hmm. I haven't even seen that. Yeah. Which means, presumably... Caleb Williams. That they're in love with... Well, one of the guys. Penix, Williams, May. 
But between how many there appear to be, do you need to make a trade to go up? If you think that the one guy is special, if you think Caleb Williams is special. Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's the person on the commanders who would be making that assessment? Well, they're going to have to hire people. So, but, but like what I'm saying is right now, if they're considering that trade, who, who's, who is that? The, the guy they're about to get rid of? Yeah, they, they can't consider it. But they're, they're, the thinking is that they have enough and that they will trade up to get the number one pick. Whoever is in charge. I'm fine with them in the top three. You you just you never know if it's going to be that number one guy. Obviously, they did that whole they the biggest haul in history to get RG three. That di- that didn't end up working out. If you're the Giants, would you do it? Well, trade up. Yeah, the Giants are in a different spot though. Giants are five right now. Yeah, the Giants could need to trade up. Well, if, if there's uh, one well, or two you, that you, they want. You're going to need to trade up if you want the number one if guy. You want for sure, but right. but like from what from all appearances, guys aren't it, Williams and Penix awesome? Awesome May and May potentially. So that's three. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Commanders right now and you stay pat, you'll be pretty good. And you go, you have to throw into the equation Harrison, so it might not be three quarterbacks in a row. So right. The, the the third quarterback could drop to four, and there's a great offensive lineman there from Penn State could drop to five. Although, didn't we say yesterday that when you look at it after the Bears, everybody needs a quarterback up there prior to the Giants? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. Cardinals, how could they their, their coach said Kyler Murray is our, our starting quarterback next year. He said we're building around Kyler Murray. Now, that doesn't mean anything. He well, he's the coach. That. Gannon's the guy. No, I get it, but you know, these are all we'll, liars. We'll, we'll see what saying. happens. But um, the Giants have two second-round picks. They could trade up, but not if the other four teams all want a quarterback. I guess, I guess if Chicago is going to go with Justin Fields and not take a quarterback, well, then I guess you could trade up. I don't know if that's going to be enough. I mean, I think the Giants have to take a quarterback. If for no other reason, Daniel Jones may not be ready for the start of next season. Yeah, but if you take a quarterback, then you're starting a quarter, uh, a rookie. Now, Anthony Greek, who's a big Giant fan, said Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner from mm-hmm. LSU, that's the big rumor that the Giants might take him. Okay. He'll last to the Giant pick. Yeah. But we, we talked about it when Tommy DeVito was playing Peter you were on with me when Michael was away that could if if Tommy plays well now again he didn't really play great against the Saints and then was benched in the Eagle game but could you play him a couple of games knowing that Daniel Jones is going to come back or can you get a backup quarterback that you feel comfortable starting the first couple of games until Jones comes back rather than starting your draft pick I mean, it would mean keeping three quarterbacks, but that's not unheard of. That's what you'd well, you can definitely keep three quarterbacks if you're the Giants, and one of them's Tommy DeVito, right? Because he doesn't make it. Right. And but DeVito, remember one thing: if you take a quarterback with one of the top five picks, you're going to pay him about forty million for four years, and then you've got Daniel Jones for forty million. That's a lot of money in quarterbacks, but nothing on DeVito. But, but if, you're, if you're drafting DeVito, I think it's like eight hundred. But if you're drafting, 000, yeah. if you're drafting a quarterback, you're saying that we're going to be done with Daniel Jones at the end of 2024. Right. So yeah, one year it's a lot to spend, but you can go out and get a Colt McCoy who actually won games of the NFL for the Giants and sign him. Tommy DeVito. Uh, then you could have DeVito as your practice back to your practice squad just in case, and then you could have the quarterback that you draft. You'll have four to quarterbacks in camp. Again, not crazy if one of them is 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 on your practice squad. And then when Daniel Jones comes back, you you let Tommy go or you let Colt McCoy go, and then you kind of go from there. And then Daniel Jones tutors the young kid, and then the young kid either takes over in a lost season in 2024 or sits wow. and watches. And then I hate football. It's it's so isn't it depressing? It's, it's, Football's it's the worst. Depressing. When you're when you look around this league. 
And like the entire league is in the playoffs, basically, except right. eight teams. <laughs> and you're among them. And then you're talking about realistically, you know, well, like, when listen, when next year's a lost season, like, it's it's just well, so I'm not depressing. saying it's a lost season. I I'm know, just saying that like, if it is a lost but season. It, I, I know. But, but that's so, why what the Patriots is so amazing, because you can't keep teams together. For them to go to the Super Bowl every single year. It's amazing. No, they well, did. well, remember, I mean, that was uh, not only was that Belichick, but that was also Brady seeing the forest through the trees, knowing mm-hmm. the things he needed to do to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And they also got outstanding play from players that you didn't necessarily think were going to be that special. It all sort of worked out. But the Giants are in an, an odd spot because the, the idea of Daniel Jones tutoring a young quarterback, guys, is also bizarre to me. Even though I hear what you're saying, he is technically a veteran now, right? He knows the game. But it's so weird because in his first year where he has a contract and you're like, oh, let's finally really see what Daniel Jones is. We saw something that was not very good, and then he missed the rest of the year. Well, it's time now for the Dan Orlovsky Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top ten brands, uh, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge, and we bring in our good friend Dan Orlovsky. Dan, happy sniffer. new year. How you doing? That was, that was Peter who called you the sniffer. Uh, uh, he called me a sniffer? Yeah, <laughs> because of the shoe incident. You know, the sniffer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, no, um, I, listen, I have an abnormally large nose as well, so it kind of fits in multiple <laughs> multiple ways. The fact that people think it's weird to sniff a shoe, a brand new shoe that the person just got three hours before, is pretty um, is a pretty indicative thing of where we are. The human well, well, hold on, society. but let me ask you a question, though, Dan. <laughs> so even if I don't think it's like a weird, you know, pervy thing to do, like people may have implied, I you could ask yeah. me. We could ask the question, though, but why sniff the shoe? Uh, well, because, again, Molly was, like, held it up while Stephen A. was talking off camera. She's like, these are the shoes that Stephen A. just got me for the bet. UConn winning the national championship. And I was like, let me see it. She's like, I just got kind of them dropped off in my office this morning. I'm like, oh, sweet. And naturally, like me, I'm, I'm always like, you know, when my kids come home from, you know, working out or something, they like, you're disgusting. Your feet smell awful. Go shower. And so I was just like, I'll smell it because I was asking, like, what kind of brand it was. Was it real leather or fake leather? All that. So. Interesting. All right. So let's let's get some more mundane topics. All right. So there are a lot of quarterbacks that people like in college. I'm sure you've taken a precursory look yep. at them. Who do you like? Who, who's the top guy on your list and who's number two? Yeah, I, I think – so I'm going to be between – as right now, January 3rd or whatever, I'm still between Caleb Williams and Drake Mayer as the top guy. I haven't dove in, Michael, and just studied those guys. Right. If I was going to pick one, it would be Caleb, just because I've seen him make unbelievable plays. Talent-wise, on the field, physical talent-wise, he is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar-like, talent-wise. Um He's Josh Allen because he's always searching for the big plays. He makes these jaw-dropping plays. He's Patrick because physically he could do things that just only that person can do throw-wise. And he's Lamar because he's unbelievably creative. Um, now, there's downsides to Caleb. You're going to have to get him to play in structure. You're gonna, he's not massive. He's probably six foot one. I bet 215 pounds. Um, that's why Drake May is still very much so in the conversation for me. Let me say this about Drake May for everybody. Number one, don't look at him as, oh, my gosh, he played quarterback in North Carolina. He could have gone to anywhere in the country that he wanted. He had offers from everybody. His family's a Carolina family. That's why he went to Carolina. Two, he is six foot four, 230 pounds. He's going to run four five. He is the physical freak 
Um, I don't know anything about his knees, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know anything about, like, because the torn ACLs? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a part of the conversation. Obviously, we are so much more advanced medically than we were a long time ago. Um, quarterbacks in the NFL don't take hits like they used to, even though we've lost basically every starter in the year this year, which is crazy. Um, it, it, would have to have, it would have to have value or way that and his age are going to have to be part of the conversation for you. I will tell you this. No one in this draft throws it better. Mm. Uh, no, one, no one in the draft will throw it better, both in a combine, individual workout, or on tape. When it comes to just purely, can you go place this ball exactly where you need to? No one does it like Penix. Are you um, at all concerned about Kansas City? Do you think they're broken? Broken, no. Concerned, of course. Um, this is the worst team that they've had since Andy and Patrick have been together. Team. Um, certainly their worst offense. It's hard, Michael, to call really good plays offensively over the course of four quarters when the number one thing you have to think about every play is, okay, what tackle do I have to help and how? Both their tackles have played for me all year. And then number two, what guy can I get this ball or design to get this ball to that I believe is going to see it the same way as Patrick and then catch it? And that's kind of the burden that has been placed on this offense. And I will say this. Last week, it was the best it's been in a while of them getting out of their own way, then not hurting themselves. They weren't great on third down. Uh, but the outside of that or the opposite side of that is if you're a little bit better on third down, that game's not even close. So I'm... Um, Yes, I'm, I'm concerned, but I still think if they can play clean football, they're good enough. Now, I'm not going to get into the silliness that people get into with regarding Taylor Swift. That's that's his private life. But do you think that age is catching up with Travis Kelsey? Is he less of a player than he once was because he's getting older now? Yes. On tape, he looks like a lesser version of what he has been. He has not separated as much. He's not been sudden as much. He's not been as dynamic with the ball in his hands. And he's had drops this year. So um, still an un, a very good player, a very high-end player. Um, and he's coming off of season last year where he was outstanding. But this year he is a lesser player. How broken are the Eagles? Very. Um, defensively, number one. Structurally and schematically, it's worse under Matt Patricia. He takes their best pass rusher and drops them into coverage too much. To the interior, their defensive line is not nearly as good as it was last year. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, both those young players haven't developed like they hoped to this year. Three, their linebackers can't cover and they can't get to the run. Four, the only person that can cover well is Darius Slay. Right now he's been hurt. No one gets off blocks and they don't tackle well. Offensively, the offensive line hasn't been nearly as dominant as they were. Jalen doesn't trust the pocket. They don't call games. They call plays. There's very little rhythm to their offense. 
They don't really have much of a designed drop-back pass game, um, and they lack consistency. So I would be more surprised that if Philly goes on a run than if they go one and done. Is it surprising to you, Dan, we're talking with Dan Orlovsky on his weekly segment on the show, that there's a possibility, and it looks like they will not play Hurts, they have a chance to win. They have a chance to win the division. Wouldn't even if you didn't have a chance, Dan? Don't you want to play your regular players so they could snap out of this before the playoffs? Absolutely. I would. I would much rather play my guys and get some good mojo going and get some good confidence going, whether it's overall or situational. And there, there hasn't been great mojo going on there for a couple weeks, maybe into two months, and the fact that. You know how bad it's going to be if, and I don't think it's going to happen, but God bless, it's the NFL. If Dallas somehow loses to Washington and you sit hurts and you got a chance to reclaim the division and you lose, woof, that'll be bad. So it looks like it'll be Baltimore and San Francisco. Those seem to be the favorites. Who are some of the teams that can upset the apple cart in each of those conferences? Yeah, I'll start in the NFC. I think the team, I don't think in either conference, either of those top teams, you're going to beat them if they play their A game. If Baltimore and San Francisco play their A game, they're going to Super Bowl. Okay, so one, in the NFC, you got to catch them on a B day. If you do, who can knock them off best? I think it's the Los Angeles Rams. Two reasons why. One, you got to run the ball off tackle versus San Francisco. That's the main thing that Los Angeles has started to do this year. Kyvin Williams, their back, leads the NFL in rush yards per game. Two, you got to throw the ball outside. And you got to have a quarterback that can make adult, big boy, big time throws to the outside. Matthew Stafford, we know, is capable of that. In the AFC, I'll give you two teams, one I feel better than the other. Cleveland, because their defense is so good. I still think at some point the injuries catch up to them in the playoffs. Um, the, the team that they got to get in is Buffalo. One, you, you've got to have speed defensively to play against Baltimore. They have a ton of it. Two, if you're going to go knock off a team that, that is that good, it's not going to be because your quarterback plays good. It's going to be because your quarterback puts on a performance that makes us go, holy crap, that was unbelievable. And I think Josh Allen's capable of that. I think Josh Allen is capable of minimizing a defense that is unbelievable with his quarterback run and his capability. Um, and if Buffalo gets in, and I would be surprised if they lost this weekend, I think that's the team that is built to do so. Finally, um, Saquon Barkley spoke today. said, you know, he doesn't want to be franchised. Well, you know, you know, I don't want to be ugly, but I am. But he's going to get franchised. And, um, you know, he wants to be a giant for life. And this is going to be an unpopular take here in New York City. Listen, I I see the moments of greatness with Saquon. I also see running into the line, running into the line, no gain, no gain, no gain, no gain, 16 yards. No gain, no gain, drop pass. I mean, do you want Saquon Barkley back if you're the Giants? Absolutely. At the right price, absolutely. At a ridiculous price, no. Um, at some point, business is business is business. I just, and Michael, I'm I'm from Connecticut. I'm not a New York fan, New York sports fan in the least bit. Right. Um, but I I have plenty of friends who are. 
I just believe that the, the market is different, and and I just believe the fan base is different in a good way. And if you take that player and, again, squabble over a couple million dollars here or there and allow him to leave your building, when he, on and off the field, is in many ways everything that you can cross your fingers about, I, I think that's bad business. I think that's a bad look. I think it's bad for your football team. The, Saquon Barkley and his salary is not going to be the reason this team gets held back in the future. So I you think, think he, you he's, think he's a great player, again. though? You think he's a great player? I think I do. I, I, think, um, I think that understanding of the importance of how poor the offensive line was this year um, has to matter. Now, I know he hasn't been helped. Again, Michael, this is in the context of a fair number. This is in the, in the context of, like, you know, you overpaid by two and a half, three million million, $3 million a year for Saquon. This is in the context of a fair number. A great player, absolutely. I think he is maybe not as dynamic but and versatile, but he's, he is uh, Christian McCaffrey-like in many ways. And I, I think if I'm the Giants, it's like, hey – we're going to draft the quarterback. Hopefully the guy that we really want falls to us, and we're going to re-sign Saquon because he's too important to our, our organization, not just our team. What's your what's your response to Michael's specific criticism? Michael's very big on the when Saquon runs, it's one yard, one yard, one yard, 15 yards. That's always been Saquon, though. That's always been Saquon. But I've is never that what you want? Saquon had outstanding vision. But, but you look at Isaiah Pacheco, and this guy's ripping off 12-yard runs, 15-yard runs. It's not the same thing. Isaiah Pacheco doesn't have Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey. He ain't got the interior of Kansas City's offensive line. He doesn't have he doesn't have the the teams playing pass game shell like Patrick Mahomes is going to force defenses to do. Well, that's fair. Saquon runs into way more defenders than Pacheco does. But on that team, is he worth that kind of money then? On the Giants? Yeah, I mean, if if they can't open up holes for him, and it's like first and first and nine, and you know, second and nine, third and seven. I mean, that that's what you get because he runs into the line a lot. They're not opening holes for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think with a little bit better improved run play and a, a more threatened pass game, right. you, you see a different production. Fair enough, Dan. Thanks so much, and happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. All right. That's the Dan Orlovsky Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Call Sansone Auto Mall at 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott and benefit from exclusive employee pricing. You pay what they pay. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. So Saquon spoke today. And, um, you know, I made light of the fact that you know, he doesn't want to be franchised. And, and here's what he said when he was asked, how would you feel if you were franchise tagged again? If they franchise tag me again, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think any player wants to get franchise tagged. Sometimes the franchise tag is, you know, a placeholder to be able to work on a deal later. In my case, it wasn't last year. So, yeah, I mean, if I got tagged again, I think I'd give you a better answer. Talk about my emotions in that time if it, if it does happen. As long as they agree to a CBA that has franchise tags in it, you have no kick coming. I'm sorry. But even so, how, how, how are we supposed to resolve the dilemma of Saquon Barkley? All right, he's been healthy this year for the most part, right? 
So he's played for the most part. He did miss some games, but 13 games. He's gonna he's gonna finish as a thousand yard rusher unless he doesn't have a very good game this year, uh, th- this week. Um, so he's got 913 uh, rushing yards, four touchdowns, and receiving. He's got. Uh, God, it's so difficult to even read. Um, whatever, another four. So eight touchdowns total. But you just heard or- Orlovsky say that you know the team isn't very good, right? Well, when is the team going to be good that we can really get the best out of Saquon Barkley? Otherwise, I'm going to give him a ton of money and what? Just be average again because the offensive line is no well, good did, and I don't have a quarterback and, and all that? Dan did say specifically he wouldn't give him a ton of money. Right. Yeah, but, but okay, so if you franchise him, I think he gets a 20% bump. So that would take him to $12.5 million. You, you willing to give him to And please, I'm sorry Dan brought it up. I wasn't going to sit there and argue with him. He's not Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey right. moves the chains, finds holes, is a loser. I'm sorry. I, I, I think listen, Saquon, I love Saquon. He's a really. He seems like he's a terrific guy. He doesn't blow me away, and, and maybe it's because of the people the Giants have around him. But again, he's a lot like first, uh, first and ten, second and nine, third and seven. That's what you get, and then then you live for that one forty yard burst. And uh, in the game against the Rams, how many balls did he drop, Don? Oh, he killed him. That one drive, that one drop was killer. But the Giants have not been a good team for the most part since he's been here, with the exception of last year. And last year, he was sick. 1,300 yards rushing, 10 rushing touchdowns. He was, he was a terrific player last year on a team and an offense that functioned. I don't know what the Giants are going to be next year. Who's their quarterback? Is their offensive line going to be any better? How much money are they going to spend on weapons when you don't even know who the quarterback is going to be? So I'm going to give Saquon Barkley a ton of money to do what? The one thing we can we can ascertain through what he has been since he's been here. If the team is good, he's a great asset to have because he's very explosive. But if the team's not very good, there isn't really much he that you're going to be able to do. Good. He's not going to make them he good. Is a, he's, gonna, he's a guy that's great in space. He makes people miss. But he's not Derrick Henry. He's not going to run downhill. He's not going to create his own holes. So if the offensive line is struggling and the quarterback isn't a legitimate threat and they're not going to spend a ton of money in free agency on wide receivers or another tight end and it's going to be Waller playing hurt and and, and who's three, four different quarterbacks during the course of the season, do I need to have a, a ton of money spent on a position that's not really going to make me much better? So I, I, I do land a little bit closer to where Dan did. And, and I know this isn't smart business, and I... But I do think there's value to simply, and again, not paying through the nose, but if you can keep him and franchise him during a period like this where this team has been so questionable and not a good product, I think there's value to just have so, that 26 jersey on the team. Okay. I do. For I think there's a lot deal. of value there. But are you giving him a three-year deal for like $35 million, $36 million? No. Uh, how do you do? Because that's the other thing. Is, is the, Well, that's what he's going to want, Don. But he's going to be 27 years old next year. So now we're getting to that point where would you give anybody, even a productive running back, a long-term, meaning three years through a guy that's going to be 27. So I'm going to be paying him 27, 28, 29 years old. Everybody was flipping out. When the Jets uh, picked up the, uh, the the kid from from Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook. oh, he's twenty eight years old. And then what happened? Now the Jets weren't very good, but he didn't look that great either because that's when you hit a wall as a running back. So am I going to be paying a lot of money to a 28, 29 year old quarterback? If I got to give him three years, that's what I'm going to have to give him. 
Or do you play the wait-and-see game of let's franchise him again, hopefully the offensive line is better, hopefully they figure it out at quarterback and they can actually go for it next year. Because if they go for it next year, I want Saquon. But if it's going to be still part of the rebuild... Wouldn't that money be spent better someplace else, especially if I'm going to have to carry an extra quarterback while I'm waiting for Daniel Jones to come back from injury? I I just feel kind of bad for Saquon because he has Christian McCaffrey envy, and he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not that guy. He also doesn't play on the teams that Christian McCaffrey played for because when when Carolina Carolina gave McCaffrey the money, though... And then the second they got bad, they traded him away because he wouldn't have been productive there in Carolina. Then he goes to San Francisco, a ready-made championship team. But how special was Carolina while he was there? Not special. Not they, spe- were, they were good. But but there are running backs that don't have great offensive lines that actually... Well, Derrick Henry is the best example. Yeah. I mean, no matter what Tennessee is, Derrick Henry is But that Henry. is a, a, an old-fashioned running back. He's going to grind into the hole. That Saquon is like a... Like a, a, a a Barry Sanders type. You know, yeah, we all look at the highlight reels of Barry Sanders running for 70 yards. There's a but lot, there's a lot of, of no times games. he got dropped for five-yard loss because they didn't open any holes for him. I'm not comparing him to Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is a Hall of Famer. But you know what I'm saying is that there were a lot of misses. For every home run, you know, there was a five-yard loss. And it was also completely ineffective at the goal line because he couldn't drive through, you know, the line. That's not how he was built. He wasn't Emmett Smith. But also, again, this back to the McCaffrey and the Emmett Smith. Who did Emmett Smith have around him? Oh, Emmett yeah, Smith I, had one of the great lines of all time. I am and he sure. Took advantage of I am sure Barry Sanders would have been just fine in Dallas. But they were different types of runners, for sure. You can give the ball to Emmett Smith on a fourth and one, and he might be able to move the line to get the one yard. That's not what Barry Sanders was about. I, I think there is a piece here with the with Saquon thing, and and again, you guys might think this is corny. And I know at times the Giants have called into question the idea of the Giant way. But if that does exist, though, Saquon embodies that. And there is value there. But but they have, they have set themselves back before because of their love for players. Eli Manning, keeping Eli Manning as long as they did hurt them. But I guess going for swinging for the fences while Eli was still there that set the Giants back to where they are now. But I guess the question is how much would it hurt them at this stage? If they have the same problems at offensive line again, why are you bringing Saquon back? Why? For what reason? To, to honestly, I mean, I, I think to give the kids who root for your team someone to root for on this team to not just throw away seasons but where there's no one. I fun get, but this to root isn't for. baseball where you're trying to draw fans and garner ratings. Uh, it's the building's going to be full. It's football. Like, so you got to do what's best for your team. And I get it. He's a good kid, and there's 26 jerseys all over the place. But in a year where I'm trying to rebuild my offensive line, I'm trying to find weapons, I'm trying to find a quarterback. There, every dime is going to be just so important. And if it's going to be another one of those kind of feel-your-way-through type of seasons where I'm going to win like six, seven games maybe, maybe make the play, I, I, don't, I don't know. I need to see. I'm kind of with you if the money's right. But, you know, given a three-year contract... Well, and Saquon, some of this is going to come to Saquon. If Saquon really does, in fact, believe what he says, and I, I take him at face value that he wants to be a career giant, he understands the situation they're in and would probably have to take a haircut but and say, I want to stay. How can we make it work? He wanted to be a career giant. He turned down three years at $36 million. So he wanted he wants to be a career giant at a price that he wants. Man, that's fair. I get it. I you understand know. it's a business, but if he's aiming for McCaffrey money, he's not the same player. He's just not. 
Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Joey Clams. Joey, hey. Happy New Year. Hey. Hey, Donnie. Ask this guy why this place is such a friggin' dump. How you doing? <laughs> Donnie Brasco, I love it. What's going on? How are you? Good. Nothing. Yeah, how are you? Listen, why are the Jets bringing Salah back? In three years, you tell me one thing this guy did good. This guy's got a 29 winning percentage. He's going to go into New England this week, and he's going he's gonna to lose again and be 0-12 on the road versus division. I mean, this guy belongs in... Buffalo Wild Wings in the corner with the high five crowd with the fantasy football by phones tearing on. But you know why? Because well, Rodgers wants it. He also, on, he also, you know, Don, you know this guy is not a good head coach. He doesn't understand how to coach the game. That whole building has to get cleared out from the from the general manager on. Clear out everybody. The secretaries, everybody. You got to start fresh with everything, like they but did. But they're in not Kansas starting City. fresh. Even if you do that, they're not starting fresh. They're bringing back Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, it's still the Rodgers thing. From next year or the year after, when when and when Rodgers leaves, you're back in the same. Oh, listen, I don't disagree with you, but Joey, if you're going to do that, that also means giving up on Rodgers and saying and trying to find a way to part ways with him. You know, I'm a big Rodgers fan. What's the difference? You're going to be stuck. He's going to be 41 years old. I hear you. He's just coming off a bad injury. Look what the, team, what the Chiefs did. Andy Reid says, I'm not coming up to Kansas City until you clear everybody out of that building. And look what he did. You got a clean house. Everything. You need you need structure in the building. The franchise needs some, a face of the franchise to clean that out. It's been garbage for so long. But Joey, I know, I know that Don, Don's going to hate. Don's going to hate when I say this. All right, so you want a clean house, but the house designer is awful. Every time they brought in different furniture, it still looked like crap. So the guys that's going to be making the changes are the people that have brought in the people that you don't like. And they're going to be bringing in more people. The person who owns the team took a phone call from Peyton Manning and thought that Adam Gase was the way to go. So that's that's certainly not a cure-all. But, yeah, it might remove the stink now, but what are you but bringing you've, in? You've made your bed with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants him back. So what are you going to do? Say no? And if you're going to say no, to Michael's point, then is, is Woody Johnson going to find somebody better? And then Aaron's got to approve him. I think Aaron Rodgers wants somebody that's not going to be in his way. And Robert, I don't think he cares about Robert Sala, the coach. He probably just got, I want somebody that's going to stand in my way. It's me and Nathaniel Hackett, this offense. Let Sala deal, deal with the defense, which is very good. And let's go out there and win. I don't think he wants somebody that's going to be in his face and have things to say. And I, I think he just likes the structure. And you're going to tell Aaron Rodgers no? When you've built your whole franchise around him? You've made your bed. You've got to sleep in it now for two more years. And you better get something out of it. Otherwise, the place is going to be just filled with bed bugs. That's all there is to it. Either you're going to get to an AFC championship game, or this whole experiment has been one of the worst experiments of all time. Well, the worst. Everything that it brings along with it. All the outside noise. The whole deal. The whole deal. This new year, it's uh, time to finally lose the weight, the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva, along with bioenergetic scans, to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA, DNA, DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Don't do it. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. 
naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. I would say the day they traded for him, it changed the East immediately. That's what I would say, because he's not afraid Tom to guard Green. all those For guys. my and question, so I feel I should get People this. that yeah. the New York Knicks have got to go through, you know, to be successful, he's very, very confident guarding those people. And I think with the way Tom coaches and Tom schemes, OG's going to make very few mistakes. And not only is he going to not make many mistakes, he's going to be a good help cover defender for the other guys, right? Like, he's going to help them. And I think the guys that they have, maybe that don't even get as much attention defensively like Josh Hart and he's going to flourish with guys like that and I think he's way way tougher than people think and you're not punking him nobody's coming in and talking to him and backing him down and I think New York fans are going to see that and I think he's way more than just a good fit I think he helps that team and I think he makes everybody else better as the season goes on if you missed um, Tom Crean's whole interview hearing on the podcast he, he answered a question to Don that there's not a team that the Knicks can't beat, including Milwaukee and Boston, he said. Well, on any given night, I would agree. But now, he, in the uh, best he, of seven, well, I think he was a little... I thought it was a little much. I mean, I was surprised at how, how fusive he was. Well, that happens when you're talking about a player that he had and he groomed. So I think you take it with a grain of salt. But I felt, even before the interview, that when they're clicking, they can beat anybody. But you're talking about them all clicking and then winning a best of seven series. Very difficult to do because the two teams they're chasing after, forget Philadelphia, is, you know, Boston's been there, done that. Boston's same great. You know, so. By the way, has that Marcus uh, Smart trade working out? Porzingis pretty good. You you saw I changed my mind pretty quickly. Okay, but the I day mean, it happened, you were whining. Well, but, because he, he really enjoyed Marcus Smart. So you don't listen to people. It's no, he, it's, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to say, no, no, here's I here, do. I, I'm, this is like from White Man Can't Jump. Like, you listen, but you don't hear him. You listen to what Peter has to say, but you don't hear Peter. You can't hear Peter. Uh, Peter made it very clear. It was beyond the numbers and all. It was just, that's one of his favorite players. And, and then, and then I realized, oh, go. I see what they're doing. They're putting something together that's that's special here. This is going to make sense. Why don't you just trust Brad Stevens but I, and not t- yourself? I'm telling you this, though. Uh, I, I never didn't trust him. It just hurt my feelings. <laughs> but I, I think Marcus, Marcus will be back one day, too. Oh, wow. Strong take. They'll end up winning it with Marcus in the end. That'll be the piece. They're going to win it this year, maybe. He's not coming maybe, back this year. Maybe. Well, you never know. Wow. Well, what do you know stuff? I, I'm talking to people. <laughs> Let's go to David in Brooklyn. David? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got there's it. A narrative that, there's a narrative that Aaron Rodgers running the Jets as if, as if it's some bad thing. What evidence has the Jets in... in in the last 20 years proven that they can run their own franchise. So I say let Aaron Rodgers run the team. He, he's a, But what evidence he's is there that Aaron Rodgers should run a of, team? He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. At least let uh, him run the offense. Uh, Alan, he, Alan Lazard's worked out great. Randall Cobb's worked out Alan great. Alan Lazard is just one example. Oh, I'm giving Randall you, I'm giving you more. Billy Turner and Billy Turner, all of them, they were supposed to be low-end backups. 
Alan and that's Lazard what they are. is the only person, and, and that's what they were supposed to be. But they what, weren't supposed but, but, to David, be part of. Sometimes a, the worst GMs in the world are 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 players. LeBron has proven that. Just because you're a great player doesn't mean that you know how to put together a team. Why should he get to put together a team? I don't think he's putting together a team, but I think he's a sounding board, and I think as well he should be a sounding he board. Be, for them that, that, any sure. star should be a sounding, sounding board. board. You're absolutely right. Different. But I think he's more than a sounding board, David. But I'm sorry. I think he's more than a sounding board. I, I understand his what he's saying as far as the Jets haven't done a good job. Let somebody else try. Oh, I don't. You, you beat the GM. But then. the problem with it is, do you think Aaron Rodgers cares, or should he even care, about the long term health of the Jets? So every decision that Aaron Rodgers is going to lean towards is what helps me win a championship right away. A general manager is going to look and say, I want to win a championship right away, but I need to protect the future of this franchise as well. I need to make sure we're okay beyond Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to worry about that. So uh, I, I think that's the problem is, yeah, let, let him give it a try, but is it is it the long-term benefit of the team to have Rodgers make those decisions? Azzy in New Jersey, Azzy. Hey guys, uh, it's AZ here. Happy New Year! I'm sorry. How you do, AZ? No, no problem. So uh, I just wanted to say, right? I think the whole Aaron Rodgers comment that he made against uh, Jimmy Kimmel was a little misconstrued, and I'll tell you guys why I think so. So, like nine months ago, Jimmy Kimmel was on his show, and I don't know if you guys had heard this yet. I only just tuned into the show about a half hour ago, and and anyways. Jimmy Kimmel ran a clip of Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show nine months ago, and he had said, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers was talking about the list. And uh, he called him a whacker packer, and Aaron Rodgers was talking about the Epstein list. And he said that I think Aaron Rodgers needs to go back to the concussion protocol. So now fast forward nine months later, Aaron Rodgers makes a joke saying if the list comes out, Jimmy Kimmel's not going to be happy. Or something along those lines. Was that a joke? What kind of joke is that about a pedophile? How's that a joke? Well, well, but, 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 but Jimmy Kimmel made the joke first. What I'm saying is, Aaron no, Jimmy Rogers Kimmel wasn't made joking the joke about, about the list. why is why is Aaron Rodgers talking about the Epstein list? Why is that even a point of discussion? Why should Aaron Rodgers be talking about that? I hear you, Mike. But give me a second. He, granted, maybe maybe that show is not the platform for it. But Aaron Rodgers didn't say it in a joking way, from what I recall. He was just talking about a list. He was talking about I don't know, I guess conspiracy theories, yada yada yada. Right. But my thing is, how is it now that Jimmy Kimmel is making it seem as if Aaron Rodgers pulled his name out of thin air and made it as if he was on that list? No, he was well, just. Well, why don't we listen? Here's what he said. All right, AZ, let, let's hear what he said. Hall. Here we go. This listen. is what he said on McAfee yesterday. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back Seats there. Seats on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. It's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. It's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't Die. <laughs> All right. Is that a joke? A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, don't want that list to come out? What? Well, how's that because a joke? Jimmy Kimmel was saying because Jimmy Kimmel was saying that he was wrong about a list even existing. But the point is, it's it he. Jimmy Kimmel's acting as if he got his name pulled out of thin air. You called out Aaron Rodgers first, and he took a shot back at you. Nobody did take a shot. It, 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 it's libelous. Now, whether it ends up being proven in a court of law, you can't throw out that kind of allegation. That's not that's not Joe. He crossed the line, Don, AZ. He didn't pull his, but Don, he didn't pull his name out of thin air. That, if, if Aaron Rodgers goes, and I'm going to use you as an example, Don, you never commented about an Epstein list, anything like that, and Aaron Rodgers goes, well, Don's going to be upset if that list comes out. Well, then that's inappropriate. But if you had a 
already quote Jimmy Kimmel had already quoted him on this, and he just took a shot back saying, "I'm right." He's what he's saying is, "I'm right." There's a list, and Jimmy Kimmel's going to be upset that I'm right because Jimmy Kimmel's always taking shots. At but Aaron. Jimmy, but Jimmy wasn't saying. I didn't see Jimmy as mocking him that the list existed. Jimmy was mocking him for the randomness of the statement about the Epstein list. Okay, I, I looked at it differently, and but I, I just wanted to bring it. I don't think that he was implying that Kimmel was on the list. I just think that he was implying that the list exists, and I took it as Jimmy thought that's that's a conspiracy theory. Well, I mean, it's, no it's, it's very. I mean, it's pretty cool of you to give us some background, Az. But uh, what I would like to know is if that's exactly the case. Why wouldn't Aaron Rodgers say that today? Why would he come out and say this guy said there was no list, and that's why I'm saying he's hoping there's no list. Because it'll prove that he's wrong. Instead, we've gotten complete silence out of the Jet facility and Aaron Rodgers. And the only one who was forced to apologize in any way, shape, or form was Pat McAfee. And why why did Pat McAfee have to cover for, for Aaron Rodgers? Why? Well, it is sort of on Pat, though, in that way. Pat spends Pat the money. Pat didn't even ask the question. I know, True. but it's it his was show Hulk. and he pays Rodgers. But yeah, it's his. he's the one who decided to get in bed with Rodgers in a big way and... You invite your friend over to the house and your friend breaks something, it's kind of on you. That is kind of what happened here. If you invite your friend over to the house and he breaks something, the friend pays for it. I hear you, but ultimately ultimately it lands on you that it happened. Your parents are going to be mad that you had people over and something got broken. This is Pat's house. If you invite somebody to a party and the part and, and, and he wrecks, you know, steals the purse of Jody. Right. The owner of the the guy that invited him is going to say I'm really sorry about that. He, I am you know, he, you're responsible for him. You invited him to your house. So you may not be responsible for all of his actions, but you kind of and and we have to be real. Kind of are. Pat has benefited quite a bit from Rodgers being on the show. Of course. And this was now a negative repercussion from he that He signed same a thing. big contract with ESPN. Rodgers was on the show before the ESPN deal. Correct. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.